0: You gotta decide if you actually wanna do this. So, like, I mean, it's okay if you don't wanna be a day trader, but if you decide you wanna be a day trader, like, actually take it seriously. Put the correct work in. Don't just throw money around. I went to an Ivy League school for two and a half years. So, like, I have a lot of student debt, and, like, how am I I gonna pay that back?
1: How much would someone have to pay you to, like, never trade again? Welcome to the Voice of Trading podcast, everyone. I'm Eric, and I made this show to give a platform to the thousands of traders out there who aren't necessarily super successful or profitable yet, but they still have valuable insights and great stories to share with the rest of the world. And if at any point in this episode, you agree with that, just like and subscribe. And this is a very special episode one. I'm here with Tim. He's been trading for about as long as I have, and he's also a content creator. So let's get right into it. Tim, if you don't mind, like in around like 60 seconds, maybe just give like a brief of who you are what you trade
0: so i'm tim i trade supply and demand mostly forex pairs i've been trading for about five years now um i feel like at first i didn't take this seriously but recently i've been thinking like the only thing stopping me from actually achieving my goals is just the amount of effort i've been putting in so lately i've just been doing things to push myself and i think Lately, I'm, I'm at a good place now. I used to trade like every pair in existence, but I was thinking if I want to do backtesting, maybe I should only test like a certain two pairs, for example, and only trade those two pairs because right. I can get a lot more specific results in my backtesting.
1: So you said that um, it's been going a little bit better for you recently. Uh, was there yeah. something that you did that got you to that point? Or is it just a matter of like getting getting so much experience? I mean,
0: I'd say it was um, a bunch of things combined. I know uh, like about a year ago, I got this journal and I started writing it every day just to log my progress. And I also wanted to do like an hour of daily learning, but I had to actually write down that I did that hour of daily learning every day. And that like kind of held me accountable. And also like just writing in that journal every day just kind of helped me actually see the small progress that I was making. And also I started doing like a lot of backtesting because honestly, I just kind of kept saying, oh, I need to backtest, but it's not that important. And I just kept, just uh, minimizing backtesting but then i really sat down and i was doing like 20 hours 30 hours of backtesting and like one test and like combining all that data and like i started from that i started getting some serious confidence in my strategy because i know over a set of data that it would work out and also too um it's just you know it's just better for the trader to look at yeah like you have confidence in your strategy
1: that's that's funny that's something i went through also is like There's a difference between saying that you're gonna put in work, that you um, want to put in work, or that sometimes you might even think you're putting in work. But once you actually start to like track, okay, how many hours am I spending on this? You realize like, oh wait, like I'm not actually putting in enough work or like maybe I need to do more. Um, So I started like a while ago, like I would put sticky notes in my bathroom mirror so I'd see it every day I put like the hours I spent every day now I do it on my phone because it's a lot easier um, and I think it helps just to see like keep you accountable and also just to, like kind of motivate you also to like want to see a higher number every day and every week and month um, do you
0: yeah you also get more familiar too with all that back testing because you kind of understand how your pair works
1: yeah yeah but that's another point I want to touch on is the backtesting and confidence. Because like, I backtest a lot and the the main reason I do that is because well, the main reason anyone backtests is because they want to see if they actually have an edge. Right. Um, And until you do it like. If you do it like hundreds of times and backtesting, then you pretty much it tells you like, okay, this is going to work overall, like in the long term, and until you do that, like you don't really know. And I feel like a lot of people, uh, kind of skip that step step because they don't think it's important or like, Oh, like it's not live. Like, I don't, I don't want to waste time on stuff. That's not live. I think I even, I, I commented in one of TGR's old videos before he was like, uh, he had so many followers, so he would actually reply to more people and he's he said he doesn't backtest either so like i mean
0: yeah i i watched one of his videos and he was talking about the way he does backtesting is he'll, he won't use the replay tool on trading view he would just like scroll back and look so he can see all the data and he's like oh i would have entered here hmm. but i mean for me personally i feel like that wouldn't work cuz i can't think in hindsight i can't say oh i would have done that cuz like watching those candles actually form and saying i would have entered there are two separate things
1: yeah um, do you follow Tom Hugard, or know who that is? I actually don't. Oh, okay. He's, uh, he's in Denmark, I think he's a, uh, a trader. He's like consistently profitable. He does it for free. Kind of like ICT. He does it in uh, telegram, uh, pretty much every day. But one thing he talks about is like hindsight trading and like, there's a difference between seeing the chart all like completed, like. If you were to just open a chart right now you'd see it all right and if you were to like cover up half of it with a paper or like with the uh, market replay whatever it is it's different seeing the whole thing completed versus covering up covering it up because then your mind's going to be like oh yeah i definitely would have bought there and then sold here whereas if that that stuff's hidden you like your mind doesn't see that anymore so you're like oh now you actually have to think, would I buy here? Would I sell here? And that like makes a big difference.
0: Yeah. One reason that's hard for like a supply and demand trader like me is cause I'll mark out all these zones and I can't say, Oh yeah, I would have chose that zone if I can already see which one works. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. What do you think, um, is like the most important aspect of trading or what has like changed your trading the most? Is it back testing or is it something else?
0: I would say it's honestly a combination of backtesting and taking psychology seriously. Because another thing, like I said, I was just putting backtesting to the side. Psychology was another thing I was just putting to the side. Because like, sometimes I'd lose on a position, and even though I know I shouldn't be doing it, I might like double down on my next position. Or I might enter a setup that doesn't meet all the criteria I have in my trading plan. And like I know I shouldn't be doing these things, but it still wasn't, it was still happening and i wasn't properly addressing it without addressing my psychology
1: do you have any recommendations for psychology like s- specifically like what someone can do
0: yeah i mean i mean obviously i'm sure everyone's heard trading in the zone by mark douglas I mean, that helps everyone, yeah. but I mean, what you can, one thing you can do that'll help you though, besides that is just write down when you're journaling your trades, like keep track of your trades, how you're performing, but don't only track that track your emotions and you could put how you felt before and after the trade. So like, were you scared to enter that trade during the trade? Were you about a, like exit that trade? Cause you couldn't take it anymore. Cause there actually have been times where I know this sounds so stupid, but I've been like, you know what? I can't take being in this trade anymore. I'll just close it so I can mentally just walk away. And be okay and be done
1: yeah uh there's um once you're in a trade it's like <laughs> everyone knows you're in a different like mindset and once you as soon as you exit the trade it's like you get all the clarity back usually um do you know who uh brett brett steenbarger is he's another trading like psychologist if that's even a term
0: i actually don't know who that is no.
1: He, Brett uh, Steenbarger and uh, Mark Douglas are like my two favorites, pretty much. I think they're the biggest also, like the most popular, Um, but he also has a book and he he talks a lot about basically what you just said and um, tracking your emotions like in a journal. Um, He gives like a lot of exercises like that, like um, even just to become aware of your emotions do it just on a daily basis like uh for a day so like in your phone or like on a notepad whatever you want to do going out going throughout your day note how like uh you're walking down the street and something just for some reason bothers you or triggers you and just like note that and be like oh okay uh that happened or you're driving in traffic obviously you can't do it when you're driving but like if that gets you mad or you know a lot of people i don't think are aware of the emotions to begin with um which like i think it also goes with a lot of traders especially on tiktok are young so it's just like you know as you get older and mature like you kind of build some of those things um yeah
0: Yeah, because your emotions can really be affecting your trading. Like, at first, I just kind of didn't think about it too much, but, like, because I was feeling something, I would enter trades that weren't good, like, a lot. And another reason, too, it helped me that I was writing it down, too. Remember I said I was making the same mistakes over and over again? Yeah. It was annoying to me to, like, let's say I over-leveraged three days in a row, and I had to actually go and write it down that I made a mistake. I don't want to write it down a fourth day in a row, like, and feel (laughs) even worse about myself. that makes sense?
1: Yeah. That's a... that's a big reason I like post content is like I kind of treat it as my journal I know a lot of other people do as well um but just to kind of like put it out there that like oh this might be uncomfortable this might be kind of embarrassing but like hey I made this mistake or I took another loss and you know I it's not um I'm not gonna avoid doing it just because it's like you know it's uncomfortable i don't want to admit that i'm still not where i want to be or like i'm not doing things perfectly but it's just like it's all just part of the process i, I want to talk a little bit more about yeah. the content actually because i was going through your TikTok and i didn't notice at first um but you're almost at you're at, you're at pretty much 20k followers which to me is like pretty impressive and that's actually my goal. Like, I made a goal for this year to reach 20k. Um. I don't know. Do you want to talk about that? Why you make content? What's your What are your goals with that? Um,
0: yeah, sure. So, so I mean, cool. um, I guess the reason I started posting content was, um, I just wanted to, I guess, hold myself accountable to actually being a day trader. Because remember, I said at the beginning of this year, I promised myself to kind of go all in. Yeah. I felt if I started posting videos too, it would kind of forced me to like it would be, it'd make it harder for me to give up on this not like I was I was thinking that I would but I'm more even immersing myself even further into like this this life of day trading and I also thought too like I have been doing this for a long time and I feel like I fully understand these things but I'm just not correctly applying them so I thought one way to better like my education for myself would be once you start teaching things you kind of like learn it better for yourself so I thought once I start explaining these things maybe it'll force me to learn it even better.
1: That's yeah, but that, that's yeah, point.
0: and honestly, at first, at first, I didn't have too many goals. Like, I wasn't thinking about like getting all these followers. I just kind of was like, oh, maybe I'll post it once every day, and I'll just prove to myself that I can do that consistently. And then I had one video that got like a half a million views. Yeah, I saw that. And then I just kind of kept with it.
1: Hmm. Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That that was one of the promises I made to myself. Like in that video. That was I promised that I will not get into a relationship until I can like quit my day job to day trade full time.
1: Oh, okay. I think we're talking about a different video. I saw the order block video that got like almost half a million.
0: Oh the like, order block?
1: You got another one that got half a million?
0: Yeah, it was like one saying like with some girls, like all you do is talk about money. <laughs> oh, and I'm yeah. like I have like yeah, yeah, my phone yeah. yeah. and I just put yeah, it down on the that. table.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's um we have a very similar mindset on the content, um, and like I also want to say, good job being consistent with it. Because I know, like, it's hard to do it daily. And like, I scroll through your thing, and it's like you're doing it daily for a long time. Um, a lot of people. Oh yeah. A lot of people like.
0: And that's one of the reasons I respect you too. Because like, you you posted something about this, but you were like, I looked through your TikTok. You post every day too. Like I respect that. Yeah.
1: Thanks, man. That's the word I was looking for. I, I respect it. Not that, not good job. Although good job as well. Um, but do you? What do you think about making content for uh, traders that are like still trying to make it? Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think they should focus on just trading for now, um, or do you think it could benefit them, like you said, by like teaching others and like exposing themselves kind of of their weaknesses? What do you think?
0: That's a good question. I feel like it depends on the person, honestly. Because I feel like for some people it might help, but for some people it might make you even more confused. Because one thing that bothers me a little bit is if I were to start talking about like my exact progress, for example, I feel like that would put more pressure on my trading. Like, let's say I'm like, oh, I just passed this funded account, for example, and then now I lose it, I'm going to feel like an idiot coming to my followers and say, I've lost <laughs> this account, guys.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Because... I like even I've been training for six years now and like even I do still feel a little bit like I'm looking at the market and I'm like thinking man it'd be nice if I, I got a huge win right now and then I could post it or you know like I don't know if you get this feeling but like you, you get a winner and you just have an urge to like oh man I, I want to show this to everyone I want to like record this and like make a cool video about it or like you know because it I think it's because we attached Yeah, I just want to
0: take the screenshot and be like, <laughs> "Yeah, be like this is how I made five thousand dollars on GJ today <laughs> using supply and demand." Really,
1: and that's like, like I don't hate on people that do that because like I think most people have good intentions when they like post stuff or make content. Well, that's like the kind of easy side of making content, whereas where like they're only showing the winners, they're not showing any any of the losers. They're not showing. The process the struggles the like journey um or they just don't even talk anything about their risk management or psychology or their strategy they're just like here's my here's my screenshot and it's like okay uh but yeah what i was saying is that i i do sometimes feel the urge to do that and like so it's just it's crazy how like you our emotions like they don't I don't think they ever go away. And I don't think you're immune to those emotions, like no matter how much experience you have. I mean, I know I've been training six years. There's traders out there that have been doing it 10 years, 20 years for longer than I've been alive. Um, So I'm sure like, once you get to that point, it gets, you know, less and less hard. Uh But it's just, it's crazy. Um I don't know what, do you think the emotions got get easier over time? Or was it just, like...
0: I mean, for me, it's gotten easier, but it's not like it's gone away, though. And, like, I feel like I've seen some traders, too, that, like, let's say they'll post, like, their $100,000 wins or $100,000 days. Yeah. And they'll say, like, it only gets easier, like, the psychology and the drawdown. But it doesn't get... It doesn't go away. You still gotta deal with it.
1: That's a good point. Yeah.
0: Um... But I mean, yeah, it's, it's really hard. I know in, in theory, it sounds so easy. Like I've backtested my plan. I know if I keep placing these exact trades over time, I'll make money. All I do is follow what I did in this set of data. But it's, it's not that easy just applying it to like live data.
1: What do you think is most important? Um, to me, I say that the there's like three, I guess you could say pillars. The three pillars of like successful trading uh trading psychology risk management and like your trading strategy or your edge which one of those three would you say is like most important to being successful if you had to pick one
0: i mean i guess i'd say edge edge would be number one but I mean, psychology is a pretty close number two, though, because I feel like you could have an edge, but I've I've traded with an edge and lost money. Like I've lost money on winning trades before, where I'll like I'll enter too early, get stopped out, yeah. and then I won't enter, and then I'll enter too late, and I'll get stopped out or something.
1: Yeah. Okay, so edge number one, and the way you find that is by back testing, right?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And honestly, I know this might sound stupid, but I really don't think that the specific strategy you choose is as important as, like, a lot of people believe. Because if you do a bunch of backtesting and you find a way to make that strategy work, I I believe there's a way to make every strategy work. Because, like, do you know who Tori Trades is, for example?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: Like, I don't know how she makes money, but she trades, like, trend lines and, like, all (laughs) these weird things. I'm like, what are you doing? But, I mean, it works for her, though. Yeah, I
1: know.
0: If it works for you, good for you.
1: There's literally so many people out there that are still... They're not still, but like they're using retail concepts and like they claim to make money and I don't, again, I'm not someone who uh, thinks everyone's fake and lying. So like, I think most of them are, you know, being truthful about it. So uh, I think I agree with you, like anything can work, but it's just uh, like, for me personally, it gets uh, to a point where it's like, there's so many strategies to pick from and so many people telling you different things. Oh, focus on one strategy. Oh, don't do this one, do that one. Oh, it's okay to do multiple. Do this one for this market, this one for this market. Um it's just like it gets overwhelming and then you kind of have to decide for yourself what you want to do. Um Yeah. I don't know if that made sense or not.
0: Yeah, one of the reasons I switched to one strategy, too, was I was thinking, like, if I have all these different strategies with different win rates, why wouldn't I just switch to one strategy that has the highest win rate? Why would I mess up all my data? And how can I improve on my data if I have all these different strategies I'm using?
1: Mm-hmm. I've always... Um, I've always been someone who just does, like, one or two strategies. Because I, I don't... Like, if I were... The way I test is like, it takes a while. It takes a while for me to do it. Like I go through each uh, trade, I take screenshots. I have to look at what's the open price, what's the closed price. You know, I have to, I'm have manually typing all this stuff in. So like, if I were to do that for multiple strategies, I wouldn't be able to. So like, it's kind of almost a, 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 like a time aspect thing for me also, like I, I wouldn't be able to trade multiple strategies if I wanted to I could, but I just wouldn't know if it has an edge. And at that point, there's no point to be trading because you don't, you don't know if it's, it's if it's going to work over time or not. Um, how,
0: yeah. And I used to switch strategies a lot too. A while ago.
1: That, that was literally my first two years of trading. Um, yeah. I, I started with penny stocks. <clears throat> I don't really talk about my story a lot actually, but like, I started with penny stocks like i saw a video uh the new tim Sykes is? i actually don't know he's uh he's a he's, he's kind of like an influencer at this point he has like a million followers on face not facebook instagram um he does penny oh, stocks really? and which you know is kind of sketchy on top of like being in day trading penny stocks is like yeah. the sketchiest niche within the sketchy already sketchy day trading niche um, yeah so he gets a lot of hate for it but essentially the penny stocks they're just like very low uh cap stocks that can move
0: yeah I used to, I used to trade them
1: okay yeah yeah yeah. they'll have like a hundred percent up to like a thousand two thousand percent in a day sometimes moves and I was just always he has he has thousands of videos he has a bunch of different educators I would just be watching all of them trying to apply, like, oh, buy, sell, buy, sell. Oh, I think I see this. Let me try that. Buy, sell. Just, like, consistently losing. Because um, I don't know if you've noticed, but, like, in, like, 2017, 2018, people talking about, like, risk management and psychology, like, at least from what I've seen, like, that wasn't really out there. There were like those books
0: uh, oh yeah i don't remember it
1: yeah like and then i and then once i discovered those things i was like i have to have a plan and like risk management and like there's a way to like be able to control your emotions I was like holy crap and that like almost immediately it took me from consistently losing to break even or like you know a little bit less losing so i wasn't just like Each trade was just like literally I was just randomly emotional trading and now there was some sort of structure to it Um, which that was like That was probably like the thing that made the biggest impact on my trading Having some sort of plan and realizing that like risk management and psychology matter. I Don't know if you have you had a
0: Yeah, I I used to not take trading plans
1: You used to what I used to
0: not trade like trading plans Uh, seriously either. Yeah no I used to, I used to not take them seriously I remember like the first time I saw some guy being like oh risk no more than two percent per trade I was like how am I supposed to make money like that what's this guy talking about
1: <laughs> that's a, I think, but I mean
0: now I do it every day
1: I think that's a reason why people don't want to demo trade like what is the point what's the point of trading if I'm not able to make like a hundred dollars $1, a thousand dollars on this trade like they, they just uh everyone's so like quick. They have such a short-term mindset they're like if i can't make money on this in a week a month what's the point and i'm here uh, six years into it taking like 20 steps back and like demo trading for the past like two months now uh so yeah i think it's important how much time do you yeah i agree how much time do you spend on trading like per week per day
0: I typically trade for, like, three hours in the morning. That's about it. I mean, that's not counting, like, backtesting now. That would be, like, just in front of the charts.
1: Yeah. What about, like, all together with backtesting if you know how much you spend?
0: I mean, it it really does depend on the day. But I guess I feel like, honestly, I'll backtest, like, twice a week for, like, an hour, I guess. And on the weekends, I might do it for, like, an hour or two. Okay. That, that's what I do currently. I used to do, I used to do like thirty minutes of back testing a day, though, for a while. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and what do you do outside of trading? Do you have I know you said you're like you're trying to be focused. I mean, I, I'm. You said you have a job. Obviously, most people have jobs. Um, do you have any sort of like other hobbies other than trading or things you do for fun? Or is it mostly just work? Like gym honestly trading
0: yeah unfo- unfortunately right now i feel like it's mostly just work and gym yeah because i mean all, all i do is i'll just trade and then once i come home from work i'm focused more on trading because I, I know this might sound like um stupid but the way i see it is i have nothing to celebrate right now and i'll be able to enjoy my life even better once i actually accomplish these things and i also feel guilty too if i go out and i'm like I know this doesn't make sense but sometimes recently i've been feeling this a lot when i spend time with my friends i'm like we're just sitting here like hanging out like what am i celebrating though like what am i like i haven't earned this Yeah. like i feel like i should be happy when i earn something and i'm not i haven't earned it yet
1: yeah no i think that's there's a part of that that i agree with a lot and that's like um you know you it's true like if you are gonna spend a bunch of time every weekend and not like put in work when you're not really where you're at like are you are you gonna spend the whole weekend just watching movies and doing nothing if you're not where you want to be yet if you haven't done the things you you said you wanted to do then that doesn't make sense but like at the same time like something i've realized um is like you also have to like your life's not just meant to be grind 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 and like constant self-improvement and constant like how can i how can i be successful how can i make money how can i do this and that's something i try to remind myself every day just to be like grateful it's also just to like have fun and like relax because like <laughs> for so long i was only focused on the money and that didn't really get me anywhere and a couple years ago i i realized that and i was like okay like might as well enjoy my life and do things i want to do um so but i do agree with like part of what you said but i also think like there has to be room for some like healthy like you do deserve to have fun you do deserve to like spend time with family and friends um and that's not i don't think it's going to like take away from you know, you being successful or your uh, potential. If anything, I think it's gonna add to it. Cause like you're, you have like trading success here, you have like relationships and you have health. If you're putting like most of your energy into just trading and success, then like relationships is getting nothing, health is getting nothing. And like those other two things are like very important still. So having like a, a well-balanced life, I think. Um, or at least according to what I've heard other successful people say, like Tony Robbins um, and other podcasters.
0: Yeah, I I do agree though. I mean, if like let's say you don't have any of those things in your life, it might be affecting you, and it might be affecting your trading because it'll just be on your mind that you know. What I mean, you haven't seen friends in seven months, for example.
1: Right. Well, I do I do uh, agree with that that video you posted about. Like I'm not gonna have a girlfriend until I'm like successful. Which that's kind of kind of my mindset. Like I like I mean it would be nice to have a girlfriend, but I haven't actively looked for one in a while. Um because like I want to be in a place where I'm at like uh I've reached a lot of my goals and like I'm 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 financially stable maybe not like financially free rich and like have a mansion and like a bunch of nice cars but like i don't want to be wondering like is this uh going to work or where am i going to make money from you know i want to have those things figured out and then bring someone in that can like improve it even more rather than like i don't know if that makes sense
0: yeah i get what you're saying yeah no i know exactly what you're saying too and like i feel like too if let's say i had someone now like i'm trying to get my money up right now and like a like girlfriends are just expensive yeah you know i mean, like <laughs> I like gotta take you out on a date i gotta buy you yeah. a gift and potentially you could just start arguing with me over something stupid the next morning like you you should have said bye to me last night you you didn't mean it or something stupid and then now i can't trade i can't think straight when i'm trading <laughs> you can't trade get this stupid stuff all i
1: is how you messed up yeah no like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Have you have you had like girlfriends before or bad breakups?
0: Yeah, yeah I I've, I've had two long-term relationships. Yeah.
1: So you know then like the like the some of the happiest times in life I think come from like relationships whether it's like girlfriend or family, friends. But some of the worst times in life also come from those relationships, like whether it's a fight or breakups, like literally the worst my worst, like, period in life was my first long-term, uh, ex when we broke up. I was, like, <laughs> it was, it was bad for, like, months.
0: That was one of my greatest, like, motivators, too, because, like, when, like, when the second one, like, left me, yeah. I just kind of was sitting there, like, I don't know, like, it just gives you a different type of motivation than I feel like nothing else can give you to just prove yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... <clears throat> I want to get back in a little bit more on, like, the reason why I made this uh, podcast. Like, uh, it's kind of for, like, everyday traders, right? So, for traders that are listening that are, like, you know, because 90, around 90% fail, right? Or they, they're they not making money um, or they give up. What do you think, why do you think you've been trading for so long? Why do you think you haven't given up after five years? Um, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess I, I know exactly why I haven't given up. I mean, I like I started when I was 18 and I guess like since then, this is the only thing like it's felt like really right to me. And I feel like the more I do it, it just feels more and more right. And like I, like I dropped out of like a nice like college too. And like I have a lot of student debt, and I feel like trading is like the best way for me to like repay my student debts and like live like the life that I want to live because I feel like I'm deserving of like a nice life where I acquire a lot of money. So,
1: okay, yeah, we haven't we haven't touched on that yet on that yet your uh, your uh, school your experience <laughs> at school if you want to talk a little bit more on that I mean I went to I went to school um, and I also dropped out because i mean i enjoyed i went to school for mechanical engineering i enjoyed it i still like science and math and like i think it has a lot of potential it's like important for the future um you know tesla and all that stuff but i just i don't know something about it i just i wanted to have something that gave me more freedom um What
0: are your thoughts? Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I know this might sound, like, arrogant of me to say, but, like, one part of me, like, being determined to be a day trader is, like, I just feel like I'm better than just having to work for someone else. Like, I feel like I'm smart enough to where I can find a way to just not work for someone else and really enjoy my life. And if if I'm actually capable of doing that, like, it's my duty to myself to, like, achieve my full potential. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no. That's funny. We have a
0: lot. uh, Yeah, also, when I was going to college... I'm sorry, what were you saying?
1: I was just going to say we have a similar mindset on a lot of things.
0: Yeah, but when I was going to college too, originally, I was going for cybersecurity. Uh-huh. And then, um, because I've been a computer nerd my whole life. Like, I was used to build computers and I wanted to learn about programming. But I mean, once I started going, just, I learned about programming and I was like, this is not for me. This stuff's so confusing. It makes no sense to me. And I, sw- I actually did switch to finance, but I mean... Because I, I love day trading, and I was actually skipping my classes to day trade. So like – but I mean the finance classes aren't just correlating with day trading. I'm learning like balance sheets, you know what I mean, yeah. like spreadsheets, like income statements. And I'm like – this is – like I wanted to make money in the stock market. I want to see candlesticks, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, and I just dropped out. And it's not like anyone supported me in that. Like you know, It's not like your parents are going to be like, oh, yeah, you should drop out of this nice school you're going to. <laughs> Like it's not like my friends are gonna tell me, yeah, you should do that. Like, and it, at the time, it's not even like I was seeing that much success in my trading. Yeah. I I just knew if I dropped out, I could make it work either like drop shipping, copywriting, some form of online income, and I just chose day trading because it worked out the best and made the most sense to me.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, I kind of have a similar story where I uh, I was going to school and I was like, okay, I don't, I think I want. Like I want something that gives me freedom. I don't want to uh, do put in all this work, pay all this money for something that potentially, get, potentially gives me a job that like gives me financial freedom, but not freedom and like my time. Um, and it's also not freedom. Like I'm spending time building someone else's company up, which is okay if I uh, love that company and I agree with its like values and its beliefs, but who knows if I'm going to get a job like that that I love. Obviously, I i am in control of, like, what job I apply for. But, you know, sometimes you don't really... If you need to make money, like, you, you have to pick a job. Um, so that, a lot of that just didn't make sense to me. Um, so I decided to, like, drop out to spend more time on trading. And I always just had the belief, I was like, okay, like um if i drop out just give it like a year like i'll make it and then like it didn't work and i was like okay this is my year and then it didn't work and then now i'm just uh like the past year maybe a year and a half i like realized i'm like way too focused on the money um so i'm just focused on the process now like i enjoy trading i It gives me, like, fulfillment because it's challenging and, like, I'm always learning. I'm always... I get a lot of personal growth from trading as well because, like, it's hard. You have to overcome challenges. Um, And until those two things, like, change, I'm not going to stop. So I think it's, like, pretty much a guarantee that I'm going to be successful in trading as long as I don't give up. And I'm not, like, rushing it at this point. I'm not saying, like... This is my year, although like I do like I'm ambitious. I have goals like I push myself. I'm not going to say, hey, this year I'm going to make 100K. This year, this month, I'm making 10K. Just whatever happens, happens.
0: Yeah. That's a great way to think. I always think like I'll set this goal, but I always say like if I don't achieve it, if I don't achieve it, like it's okay. It's just a matter of time before I achieve it. Like it'll come in time. It's just, I didn't meet my deadline.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a healthy mindset. I think, um, so you started trading because you were going to school and it didn't really align with what you wanted in life and like, what kept you going for five years? that's a long time most traders give up after like a year (laughs) or they they give up or they fail like they lose their money
0: yeah i guess i mean honestly in the middle i did kind of like step away for i'll say around a year Mm -hmm. at like at one point in the middle of that but um i guess the only thing that kept me going was i mean i knew like just the potential like i remember when i first learned about options i was like oh my god like you can put in this amount of money and you can make this amount of money. Like this is insane to me. And I remember too, there was one day I, I put $800 into this option contract and I ended up selling it for $8,000, like two days later. And like, I still, I still think about that moment. Like, like I, I feel like that kind of almost got me addicted to trading. Yeah. Like once I knew that was possible, I was like, people can actually do this. Like this, like this money's in my bank account right now. Like I, I have to stick to this.
1: Yeah. I think that's, a, that's a, a lot of the reason I think a lot of traders just continue because they did make money at some point or they did have like a a period where they were successful. So they're like, like this is possible. Well, I'm not gonna give up. Like they see that it's, you know, they can actually do it. They just do it for a consistent period. Um, yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah. that's. A lot of traders, I think, like, Mark Douglas talks about this, too. Uh, I I think he does in his book. He says, like, until you're profitable for, like, a year, like, you're not, you're not, like, truly profitable. Maybe it was Market Wizards. He talked about that. Um, Because, you know, like, markets are constantly changing. Um, So until you have, like, that amount of consistency, like, you know, I have been i've had a period where i was profitable for like two or three months and in the time like it felt great and i was like man i made it and then like you know it it stopped working um yeah i don't know do do you have any thoughts on that like
0: yeah i had something like that happen to me once too
1: where you were successful for a little bit and then it you're like why it went away
0: Yeah, it just stopped working.
1: Yeah. It's tough.
0: I think in my case, though, it mostly happened because of my psychology.
1: That it stopped working?
0: Yeah, I think that I stopped working because of my psychology, in my case at least. Because I feel like I was so um, obsessed with just becoming profitable, and I'm like, oh my god, I made it. And now I just think I'm the greatest trader in the world. And, like, I can just, oh, I can ignore this rule. I I can break this rule. Like...
1: See, yeah, that's, I think that's how I, how it used to be for me. Um, but at this point, cause when I had my profitable period, it was like two years ago. So at that point I was a little bit less emotional. So I think it literally, I was doing it in penny stocks and penny stocks are like, it's just, it, to me, in my opinion, it's really like unreliable, it's inconsistent. So I think that it just literally stopped working because I had like, I I had, like hundreds of uh back-tested trades uh screenshots so like i knew like it worked and then it just month after month it just stopped working i was like man this sucks i just spent like three years putting i'm always afraid
0: that'll happen to me with my strategy
1: Mm -hmm. yeah which honestly that strategy i was doing in penny stocks it probably is working now or it's gonna start working again um at some point uh i just like it was months at that time where it wasn't working and then i started getting more into TikTok and seeing other people do supply and demand and spy and then i was like okay maybe it's time i go that way and that like led me to trading spy supply demand and now trading es and ICT concepts which speaking of ICT you trade his concepts right oh no you do a a supply and demand but you're familiar with him right
0: yeah I mean I've watched a lot of his videos though
1: do you have what are your what's your opinion on ICT
0: I mean I have no problem with it and I'm I'm sure that all of his stuff works because like one thing I've noticed too is all the like if you look at like the funded trader when they're interviewing like funded traders like so many st- or, like ICT students so many people on there like there, so right. many professional traders just thank ICT for his work so I mean obviously it's working and you can go back and back test it and he's so confident if you watch his videos he that man is so confident in his strategy. I mean, I have the highest respect for him. I mean, he is quote unquote like the godfather of like SMC, he calls himself. Like, cause I mean, I trade SMC, like supply and demand. So technically, cause his, his concepts really designed what I'm trading, if that yeah. makes sense.
1: No, yeah, I respect him a lot too. He, he puts out a lot of value into the trading community. Uh, there's not a lot of things that I've heard him say that were like, like, he's, he's not really saying anything that's negative or bad or like, you know, he's, uh, he's positive he's like most of the time he's positive if he's not ranting about stuff um
0: but yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, I think a lot of people just see him and they they hate on him for some reason but they don't realize that like like you said you can backtest any strategy and see if it actually works or not um whereas they just say oh no his things his his strategy doesn't work it's like even if it was like he's making stuff up um, backtest it and, like, see if it works and confirm it. Like, for me, I backtest his his concepts and, like, they work. So I don't know where people really come from uh, saying that he's, like, fake.
0: Um, And sometimes people say, like, ICT is, like, a cult, too. Like, I mean, I guess, like, we do like each other and we do kind of, we're in, like, a clique, I guess, but, like, I don't think all of us think we're better than any other trading strategy group, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. It's, <clears throat> I think it's the ones who, they're like either negative, they have a negative mindset, or like they just, if they're like someone that's in the trading community actively, or they're posting, like they're not going to be someone that's hating on other traders. If they're just someone that watches people, people's videos and like comments, those are the people that are just like, You know hating on other people which i I never understand um but that's just the world we live in do you have any other experience with like trading educators or like gurus good or bad
0: i mean and like a long time ago when i first started i bought signals from a couple of people that were like just random guys on instagram that like are like no one now like don't even do anything anymore (laughs) but like recently though, I haven't really interacted with like any creators. Like I feel like there have been a couple people where like we've exchanged a couple DMs. Yeah. But that's about it.
1: Okay. Nice. So so you so who did you learn from? Just a bunch of.
0: Um. I, mean, people? I, I Yeah. Honestly, I, every every place in existence. I mean, I'm not recommending this, but I watched like almost every video on YouTube. I feel like. Like, I was just watching video after video after video. Just, I thought more information was better. And eventually, I feel like I just came across supply and demand. And the the guy teaching it, I guess, like, you know Doyle Exchange? You ever hear of him? No. He's on YouTube? Yeah, but, um, he he was saying, like, supply and demand works, but just focus on this one thing. And I was like, you know what, this guy's, he's doing good, I'll listen to him. And then, like, I focused on it and I started seeing some results. And I was like, maybe he was right.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think everyone goes through the same experience. They think more is better. And then they finally realize I need to focus on one thing. Um, So as a trader, most of us, you know, at some point, especially if you've been trading for five years, you know, you get to a point where it's uh, you either have like self-doubt, you're going through a losing streak. You maybe feel like you want to quit or give up. Um, how did you overcome those things? Was it just knowing that there was something better for you at the other side and you just kept pushing or what?
0: Um, I guess. I mean, obviously, like, this is, like, my, my life goal, my, my highest dream. It would make me happiest. But on, on the other side of that, too, I almost feel like I kind of, like, giving up just isn't an option for me because, like, I have so much student debt, like I, cause I went to an Ivy league school for two and a half years. So like I have a lot of student debt and like, how am I, how am I going to pay that back? You know what I mean? I, f- I feel like it would take me forever to pay back that debt unless I find some way to get a lot of income. And like, I can't find a good source of income besides this, in my opinion, that would work well for me.
1: Mm. So what if, <clears throat> let's say the markets like disappeared tomorrow. What would you do? <laughs> trading was no longer an option. I haven't really thought
0: about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like working out. I, I I'd probably start making content about working out because I actually used to do that a little bit when I first started posting content. It was like half working out, half trading. But I was like, nah. Yeah, I, I think it's I'd all that. Probably do some lifting content. Yeah. And just go. And then, um, honestly, I might even talk about, um, like food and like health, if that makes sense. Like, oh, how to cook this healthy meal, I guess. But I mean, for fun, though, like, what would I do? Or I guess for a job? Yeah. I actually don't know. I have to think about that.
1: I guess you just have to adapt when the...
0: What would you do if you didn't trade?
1: (laughs) That's... Literally, we have such a similar mindset. My first thought also is, like, uh, do something fitness or health-related. Because, like, uh, before, when I was thinking about making content, I was, like... It was either fitness or trading, and I was like, okay, trading is like my biggest goal, so it makes sense to put all my energy into that, so that's why I did that, but if trading wasn't here, I would probably uh, do something fitness-related and health-related also. I don't think I would go back to school. I don't think I would ever go back to school. Um, There's just so many... Yeah,
0: it'd be pretty hard for me to go back.
1: um but speaking about like the markets disappearing like how much would someone have to pay you to like never trade again if if someone offered you like a million dollars or a hundred thousand here's a hundred thousand but you can never trade again
0: i feel like you'd probably have to be like five million only because the way I say that is because let's say with five, I feel like at that point I could invest it in a certain way, like maybe in real estate or something where I could earn businesses or some way that I could just have a stream of cash yeah. that I wouldn't have to worry about. Because I mean, that's the end goal of trading, just have a stream of cash that's easy to maintain.
1: Right. That's that's interesting. That's a that's a big number. I think it'd be different in like, if it actually happened. I mean, yeah, on the- Versus like thinking about it, because like it, I mean, yeah. Like imagine like. But I guess
0: a million though, honestly.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of money. What were you saying? Like imagine someone standing here with it. Yeah, a million is a lot
0: of money. Yeah.
1: Like I've never had that much money. I don't know about you. I'd be like, I'd think about it, but I think my number would also be higher because I think ultimately with trading, I can make more than a million. Of through my whole and inflation life. too. Yeah. And like a million, I could invest it and it would definitely like get me on a, no, a million would be enough to like get me on the right foot to do something else successful. But like at the end of the day, I want to be trading. So I think my number would also be like five, five million, 10 million, I don't know, 20 million.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And on the point you were saying, like, you should have some other hobbies besides trading, I always thought, like, if, let's say I do become successful at trading, and I have this huge sum of cash, at that point in my life, I could just start exploring the world. I could try all these different things, and I could see what makes me the happiest, and then I could be able to experience all these things without worrying about, like, finances. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. That's one of my goals. Like, I think once I start seeing, once I'm consistently profitable uh, for, like, couple months making some sort of money like i think i want to take a couple i don't know if a couple months but maybe a month just travel maybe try travel and trade like that i think that's a big like that sounds so appealing to most people especially young people um and that i think that would be awesome because that's like literally freedom at its highest you don't need anything other than Uh, what do you need you need a phone or laptop with internet and then you can just go wherever you want yeah Um, so i think i definitely want to try that once i uh start seeing success um so i don't know if you've been watching this is kind of a selfish selfish question for me uh i don't know if you've been watching my uh tiktoks but like i'm on a 12 losing streak right now uh demo trading like i made a new plan um because i realized after making some videos like kind of exposing myself getting a lot of hate people were like oh you you keep changing strategies you're not you know stick to one thing i was like no i'm sticking to my strategy and then i really started to look more at it i was like oh i'm not actually like i keep saying this will work out if i do it but i don't do it because i'm like I can make it a little bit better, I can increase the risk to reward or the win rate. So long story short, I started I started to finally like stick to a plan um, with the strategy. And in backtesting, it has like a 35% win rate um, and the longest losing streak is like 11 trades. And right now I've taken 16 trades so my win rate's like uh 18% I think. But I mean it is a small sample size. Like it's only 16 trades. Um
0: what's the risk to reward?
1: The risk to reward, so I I'm actually like barely profitable, surprisingly. I'm like up 4 points, which I mean, you know, I'm break even. Um but like I I took three four three winners. Three winners. And they all like had very large reward. It was like over one to three. One of them was one to six. Because of that, like I'm still I'm break even after taking twelve losing trades in a row. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, what do you do? You have any thoughts on that? Any advice? Like, do you think? Because uh, to me personally, I think it's still within because it's such a small sample size and because. Uh, in back testing I do often there is losing streaks which kind of sucks and I could look into that on a separate part but I think it's still within like the what's the word I'm looking for it's still within like what's acceptable in my opinion although yeah for I, that
0: small of a sample size
1: yeah but I mean <laughs> yeah 12 in a row is a lot like I think that's like almost a skill like I don't know how that's but like I just I see the trades and I it's part of the plan and I just take it so I'm just like okay I can't in my like the way I think about it is like I can't really I don't control if it's going to be a winner or a loser it's just like I see the edge and I take it and it works or it doesn't and it just happened to not work 12 times in a row yeah I don't know do you have any advice or what yeah what do you think about that
0: yeah. I mean, I'm not too sure exactly like what strategy you're trading, but I mean, I'm I, Like, like you said, you were trying to get the, like the optimal risk to award and try to make everything perfect. I mean, it could be possible that like, I remember I was reading this thing, but it's called like overfitting where you're pretty much over adapting your strategy based off of like past market data. So let's say if you traded off of three months and you were like, Oh, during these three months, it's the highest probability to do this, but it, it could be not the highest probability, like just during those three months. It looks like its highest probability. Yeah. So cherry, like I mean I yeah, think... and with me, when I get a sample size, uh-huh. I try to go for like fifty or hundred trades. Like ideally a hundred for one like session.
1: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, yeah, I've heard of that too. I think it's called like cherry picking the data. And um, I tried to be aware of that and I tried to I think that's why it, that's essentially why I wasn't following a, the plan strictly before because I was always, like, cherry-picking. I was like, this will be profitable, but it'll only be, like, slightly profitable. And because of that, I was like, I want more than that when in reality I'm not, like, profitable at all, so I should just do it and then maybe try and, like, adapt. But it's just crazy. Like, sometimes you, we aren't uh, able to, like, look – outside of ourselves and be like, and see what we're actually doing until someone else tells you, which I think is an, another good part of like making content.
0: Oh yeah. People are ruthless. They'll say anything.
1: <laughs> do you get a lot of, do you have hate haters or not really? Honestly,
0: on TikTok, not, not too much. I feel like I post like occasionally like on YouTube YouTube I'm getting the worst comments I feel like all these videos I post every video I'm getting hate comments I feel like really on YouTube at least
1: are you posting long form or like shorts short form Oh okay
0: I mean I I do post both on YouTube but I feel like the short form though is what gets the hate
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: um Someone called me the bedroom trader. He's like, I'm not taking any advice from the bedroom trader. I was like, damn, he's got a point.
1: (laughs) Someone, for some reason, there was one guy on Facebook, just, I get, I get, have a decent amount of haters, but like, usually, there's different levels to it, right? There's the haters that are like, you know, they're hating because they're insecure or they don't think it's possible or they're just like, they have self-doubt, so they like, kind of, shoot it out at other people. So they're like, somewhat hating just being negative and kind of just like, you know, and there's the people that are just like go hundred percent just negative all in. Like you're trash. Like you're, you're trading from your mom's basement. Like go get a real job. Like, what are you doing? Like kill yourself. It's like, and I just got consistently one guy on Facebook, every single video would comment something like, like that. Oh, training from your mom's basement. Go get a job at Walmart. I heard they're hiring. I'm just like, what, what did I do to, like, and it's just, I don't know if you follow Gary V, but he says, like, when you get hate comments, like, yeah, um, like you almost have to not feel bad for them, but, like, uh, give them some positivity. Because, like, the, the amount of negativity they need to have in their head to post to watch someone's video and post that on their video, especially if it's a video that like uh, They're being transparent or they're trying to help others, you know It's like they have to be going through some stuff. So like I Just always try to be positive um, Yeah, that was, that was kind of a sidetrack. Um, I think like the last question I have for you <clears throat> Unless if you have something else you want to talk about? I um, What's, like, the the number one piece of advice you have for traders? If you can only pick I one thing. yes, the number
0: one piece of advice... Yeah, like, the number one piece of advice would be... You gotta decide if you actually want to do this. So, like... I mean, it's okay if you don't want to be a day trader. But if you decide you want to be a day trader, like, actually take it seriously. Put the correct work in. Don't just throw money around, like, sparingly and not thinking about it much. Because... If you're gonna do it, you might as well do it right. Like you got to make that decision. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I agree. A lot of people don't. Uh, they say they're. Again, this goes back to like tracking if you're actually doing work or not. They say they're doing it, but are you really? Are you actually? Do you have a plan? Are you just trading randomly? Um, yeah, that's a good. That's a good piece of advice. Okay. Well
0: yeah just make that decision either way like it's okay if you want to do it it's okay if you don't but you got you got to choose one and go full into that path
1: yeah that's that's also a good point like you can it's okay to not want the trade it's okay to realize that like maybe this isn't for you As chances are it's not but um that's just the harsh reality Um, so I just want to end by saying thank you for coming on, and like, you were the first person to reach out to me, like I didn't even, I don't think I finished posting the video on all the platforms yet, and you already messaged me, I was like dang, so thank you for that, like thank you for having uh, faith in me, because this is like episode one, you don't know if this is gonna be good or flop, or if like it's gonna be horrible, um, so I appreciate you for reaching out and being the first uh, guest. And also to everyone who was watching and watched all the way to the end, like, I appreciate you guys. Um, if you found like any part of this valuable, got any sort of insight, all I ask is that you like and subscribe and uh, stay tuned for the next one.